Hello, and welcome to the I Love a Clean San Diego podcast. I'm Steve Morris, Executive Director at I Love a Clean San Diego, and your host for today's inaugural episodes. I'm here to take you on a journey as we highlight the remarkable individuals who are leading sustainability efforts throughout our region. This podcast will connect listeners to the stories of passionate people, sustainability experts, and environmental leaders with the goal of empowering every San Diegan to become an environmental steward. On today's podcast episode, we have Craig Gustafson, the Think Blue Program Manager of the City of San Diego Stormwater Department. Welcome, Craig. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'd love to learn first a little bit about you. Give us your introduction and how you got into this role. Uh, yeah, I, well, f- first off, I, I started out as a journalist uh, working at the Union Tribune. I was there about 10 years. I covered uh, San Diego City Hall for many years, uh, covered the, uh, you know, the 2012 mayor's race, uh, and then again when Bob Filner followed, covered Bob Filner as mayor and his resignation uh, over the sexual harassment allegations, and, and then uh, and then covered the next mayor's race in 2000, uh, early 2014. Uh, that race was won by uh, Kevin Faulkner, and then uh, when the race was over, uh, he uh, brought me on board uh, as part of the the mayor, new mayor new mayor's team, and so I was uh, on his communications team uh, for his entire uh, administration. And uh, eventually, I led the communications team. I was the director of communications. Uh, I was also the director of the communications department at the city. And then uh, since uh, he left uh, being mayor, I've stayed at the city and in various roles. Uh, the first role I had was working in the IT department on uh, SD Access for All, which is our uh, effort to close the digital divide in San Diego, uh, You know, get people who don't have internet access. access. Uh, and so we put uh, public Wi-Fi in 300 locations throughout the city wow. uh, in, in neighborhoods that needed it the most, uh, underserved neighborhoods that don't have the infrastructure to, they couldn't even buy internet if they wanted to, but we put Wi-Fi in various public buildings. We also offered free classes at the library to teach people how to use computers and stuff like that. And obviously we're doing all that during COVID, which is a very important time to to provide that service, right? And so I was really proud of that program, SD Access for All. And if anybody wants to check it out, it's at sandiego.gov slash SD Access. There's a lot, a lot of information there, a lot of free programs and, and things that people can take advantage of. And that that was an award winning program. We won uh, you know a national and a local award wow. for that. And so really proud of that. And then uh, while we were while I was working on that in IT, they gave me a special assignment to help out the stormwater department in relaunching Think Blue. Uh, Think Blue San Diego uh, had been dormant for a, a few years, and so they brought me on board uh, based on based on my communications background to help relaunch it along with a, a really great group of consultants. Uh, and uh, and so we did that in 2021. And then eventually they uh, they created a position uh, to run the Think Blue program, and I, uh, I t- took that uh, took that over about a year ago. Awesome, yeah, and I think a lot of San Diego City residents remember when Think Blue came out with the rubber ducky and how that flows through the storm drain down to the ocean. And I'm just curious, give us a little bit of that Think Blue history, as much as you know. I mean, you came on only a few years ago, but you know, from from when it, it started to where we are today. Yeah, and I'm one of those people who was sitting in the movie theater, right, and <laughs> watching the rubber ducky commercials uh, that they played before. For every movie, right? Uh, so yeah, so Think Blue has been around for over 20 years. Uh, it's a public education and outreach program for the the city's uh, stormwater efforts, um, and and really our goal is to let people know that you know water that flows into a, a storm drain is not treated. Uh, and so any piece of trash that's on the ground is going to go into a storm drain when it rains, and that's going to go out to the ocean, right? So we uh, that's obviously bad for the environment and bad for everybody. So uh, once people know that, I think we uh, that, that's that's kind of our baseline. That people know that 
base piece of knowledge. Uh, they're more willing to care for their local environment and pick up trash and throw it away properly. Um, but as far as the history of Think Blue, uh, yeah, it's been 20 plus years. Uh, and yes, the, the rubber ducky was kind of the main thrust of the early advertising in those in those first 10, 12 years. Uh, and then the program kind of got suspended a little bit uh, because of funding issues and whatnot over or at the city. And so uh, it really was out, uh, out of, you know, uh, out of circulation for, for about eight years uh, until we relaunched it in 2021. Awesome. And um, I think it's important for our listeners to know that Think Blue and I Love a Clean San Diego have been partners and have a great partnership to this day. So I wonder if you could describe a little bit about our partnership, you know, how we as an organization, a nonprofit can provide, you know, services, the messaging that Think Blue is, you know, looking to get out to the community. Yeah. And we have great nonprofit partners uh, like, like I Love a Clean San Diego. We also have partnerships with San Diego Coast Keeper and the San Diego River Park Foundation. Uh, and our main thing with our partnership with, with with I Love Clean San Diego is the cleanups, right? So we uh, help sponsor uh, the two biggest cleanups in this region every year. Uh, in September, it's the Coastal Cleanup Day event. Uh, and then in, in April, it's the uh, Creek to Bay uh, cleanup. And so those are both easily the two biggest cleanup events of the year. I believe uh, the Coastal Cleanup Day just this last September was almost 100,000 pounds of trash that yeah. we got off off of uh, the beaches and, and other areas. And, and it's, a, it's not just one location, right? So we're that Coastal Cleanup Day is 100 plus locations across the region uh, in the city of San Diego, outside the city of San Diego. And so we're really proud to have that partnership with you guys because we know how important that is um, to get you know, A, to get, get all that trash and debris off the street, but it's also in a a community event where people who uh, you know, like-minded people that are, are environmentally conscious and they can you know uh, do do a cleanup in their own neighborhood if they if they would like right and participate as part of the program so it's really great Creek to Bay cleanup is is very similar um, and you know. Uh, and that's really what we love about our partnership with uh, I Love a Clean San Diego is like we are we both have the same mission. We want to uh, have our envi- local environment uh, improved, uh, you know, by removing trash and debris. We want to educate people on the need to not throw trash on the ground, mm-hmm. and you know, and do other little you know other little daily actions that everybody can take uh, to make a difference. Uh, you know, it, yes, sometimes it feels like everything that you do as an indiv- individual is just a drop in the ocean, but it does make a difference. I mean, if if everybody gives up, we're, we're, you know, it's over, right? So yeah. we really need people to be environmentally conscious, take, take care of their corner of the world. Yeah. And I think our goal is to kind of inspire our audience to attain, you know, and aspire to all those things that you just described. And I'm curious, you know, your own personal journey, you know, from reporter and constituent to the mayor, and then now with Think Blue San Diego, like, you know, what's been your Craig's personal journey in kind of environmental stewardship and some of the decisions you've made in your own life to kind of live out this mission that you're, that you're working on? Yeah. And I, and I don't think I would have ever thought that I would be in this position, you know, uh, and being one of those, uh, you know, environmental folks that are really, you know, pushing uh, the envelope on stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it really starts with, like, as a kid, you know, I was just riding my bike, you know, in a small town in Minnesota. And, you know, one of the things you did to make money as a kid was go collect cans from the ditch, right? (laughs) And you get a full bag of cans, you know, just in one trip up and down a couple miles of the road, right? Obviously, it's a lot different. It's not like that nowadays, which is great. (laughs) But back then, that's how uh, us as kids, you know, we didn't think of it as environmentally friendly. We just wanted the five cents per can, right? So, uh, and, you know, so it kind of starts with that. And, uh, you know, uh, and then the great part of, you know, 
being a member of the mayor's office and during that time, uh, you know, from 2014 to 2020, uh, we did a lot of, uh, you know, the mayor was Republican, but he was environmentally conscious. Uh, he believed in climate change. He wanted to make our, our, our local environment better here. And so one of the things that he did, and I was able to be part of it, uh, was launch the Community Choice, Choice Program, which is now called San Diego Community Power. Um, that's an uh, alternative to SDG&E. Obviously, we have some of the highest uh, electricity rates here in the country. And so what San Diego Community Power, uh, by creating another option, so it's a joint powers authority with multiple cities, including the city of San Diego. Uh, I think it's like uh, 1.4 uh, million customers, I think they have now under their belt. Um, but with that program, obviously that that makes a huge difference because it's all you can opt up to 100% renewable energy. It starts at 50% renewable energy. So if you're automatically opted in, you're already helping the environment by using renewable energy. It's higher than the percentage for SDG&E. So that sort of choice, giving people that choice, and and also it's cheaper, by the way, <laughs> by a few cents, which is a good thing for everybody that's looking at their pocketbooks. And so I'm really proud of stuff like that, the big things that you can get like that done as a team team in the mayor's office. Obviously, I did it from a communications perspective, but we had policy people uh, and, you know, negotiating things related to, to the program and what it would look like. And, and so that's, you know, those are those sort of steps and big steps like that we can take as a city are, are things that I'm most proud of. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned politics and, you know, we have mayors on one side of the aisle and mayor on another side of the aisle. But we like to say that that trash is still trash on either side of the aisle. <laughs> Typically, it's not a political issue in terms of cleaning up after ourselves. Nobody, whether they're Democrat, Republican, independent, likes to see trash and pollution, you know, around our parks, our rivers, our streams, our waterways. So um, it's exciting that we can engage the entire community. And I think What's great about our partnership is um, we are there for everyone in San Diego. And, and Think Blue, I think for, for those who might be looking to get involved, where might they see a Think Blue booth? Um, I know that you've sponsored events. I've seen you guys at the San Diego Wave Games. You know, where can they run into you, you and your crew around San Diego? Well, we do all kinds of public outreach and engagement. Uh, you know, first off, we do a lot of cleanup events with uh, groups like you guys. Uh, I love Clean San Diego and uh, do some work with the San Diego River park foundation as well and uh you know really for people to get involved you know, go to thinkblue.org uh we have a calendar of events on there that people can take advantage of we have a lot of i love a clean san diego's events on there and our, our partners but i and also encourage people to go to go to i love a clean san diego's cleansd.org uh, to go there as well to check out some of the upcoming events because i know you guys have other sponsors than think blue and you do lots of other cleanups around the city um and you know i, I think you know for the most part you know it, you know we just want people to uh you know that there's certain things that they can do in their own daily lives uh, th to help things out like you know pick up pick up after your pet you know pet waste is not uh, is not a fertilizer it's it's could when that gets out to the ocean uh, through a storm drain that's you know those are harmful things in there that could hurt a marine wildlife and stuff like that yeah in fact you you nailed it uh, thanks for the website plug and I, my next question was going to be for those people out there who are listening and want to kind of take those first steps towards becoming more environmentally conscious in their everyday lives certainly I know a lot about the animal waste pet waste because I, our, I love a clean San Diego supports think blue and has a booth and talks about gives out free bags so people can pick up their dog waste um, but what other things would you suggest to people who are kind of eager to take those first steps into becoming kind of 
environmental stewards in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, get involved. That's that's the number one thing. You know, uh, there are plenty of clean, there's cleanup events every single week. You know, we uh, we have the sunset sweep uh, cleanups that we do with I Love a Clean San Diego, uh, which is just on a usually on a Tuesday or Thursday afternoon. Um, you know, that's really the first step. Uh, the, there's there's plenty of things that people can do. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, go to some go to some of these events like like um, Creek to Bay cleanup and a Coastal Cleanup Day, uh, because there is a lot of information around those booths. And you had asked earlier where kind of we kind of disseminate our information. And you're right, we have a we have an advertising agreement with the San Diego Wave. We're actually on the back of their jersey this year, um, awesome. and uh, so that's the first time uh, I think Blue's ever done something like that. Um, and through that agreement, we've uh, we've gotten some jerseys, promotional jerseys that we've done through various promotions uh, to educate people and like for example at the SD Wave game just on Sunday uh, ahead of the game they had, we had a booth out there and we asked people to take a stormwater quiz to win a Think Blue uh, 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 SD Wave jersey and uh, we had you know 790 some people take the quiz it was great and uh, uh, and the best part of that is uh, about 72% of people got the, the most important question correct and that's whether water flowing into a storm drain is treated or not and it is not treated and 72% of people got that right and that's super important in terms of uh, Think Blue because, and I'll go give a little more history here. Uh, back in 2011, we did a, a official survey uh, and poll, and 43% of people knew that uh, water flowing into a storm drain is untreated. We did when we were about to relaunch Think Blue in 2021. We redid, redid that sim, a, poll, a poll similar to that. It was at 26. percent So while Think Blue was dormant for those years, uh, the knowledge dropped off. Uh, and so uh, anecdotally, seeing the survey you know, from a, taking a quiz at an event, um, you know, just last week, uh, we're seeing that you know that number is a lot higher now. And I think I I, I like to think to point to Think to Blue as the reason for that mm-hmm. and uh, the relaunch and all the efforts that we've done over the last two years, especially. You know the cleanup events that we do with you guys that we do usually get a lot of media attention related to, um, and so it's just been a really great uh, uh, opportunity to to push the needle in that direction. Yeah, that's great to know. And I think as a, I'm just trying to think as a resident, if I'm washing my car in the driveway or obviously just watering my lawn, you know, there's that's flowing into our storm drain. So to be really conscious about what kind of soap I'm using on my car or what's on my lawn, right? Because that's, you know, what kind of fertilizer I use. Are there any other kind of home tips that I'm not thinking yeah. about? Well, so what, what you want to do, especially when you're washing your car at home, you want to do it on your lawn, right? That way, all the water, wash water that comes oh, yeah. off your car goes, it gets absorbed naturally into the ground, right? Because if you do that on your concrete driveway, all that's going to flow into the curb and gutter, and it's going to go into a storm drain, untreated, out to the ocean. So all those uh, chem- any chemical soap and all that stuff is going to go with it and anything and dirt and brake dust and everything else that's coming off your car is going to do that as well uh, and like i said earlier another big thing is just picking up after your pet seems like a simple easy thing to do but uh you know i think we've all been out there and seen uh pet waste on the street and didn't quite like it and so uh there's stuff stuff like that and then you know just properly dispose of your trash uh i mean honestly it's really just those simple really easy things common sense things that you can do to really make a difference because if we all did all those things just those simple easy things we we solve a lot of problems. That's awesome, Craig. Yeah, I think that resonates with a lot of people because it, sometimes it seems like, oh, it's going to be so much work to, you know, try to be a better environmental steward. But these are pretty simple ideas. And I think the last thing I'll ask about is, you know, when the rains come and the, and you know, it, it, everyone says, don't go in the ocean after the first rain. And I guess that's just because of all the 
oil and things that are on the road. And is there anything we can do as just kind of daily citizens other than the stuff around our homes to kind of prevent what happens, which, you know, we're, we're, we're hearing it's going to be an El Nino year. So there's going to be a lot more rain again. We had a lot of rain last year. You know, what can we do to prepare for that around our communities and neighborhoods? Yeah. A good thing is to, you know, clean out your gutters, you know, on your house and stuff like that and make sure that you're prepared. Uh, you know, the, there's all kinds of, you know, things you can do to better, better, better prepare your property. And if you go to thinkblue.org, there's some tips that are be on the, on the website there for you. Um, and that's the main thing, you know, but when we, we are going to have, uh, I think that, I think I saw in a meeting there that said it was like 72% chance of an El Nino year mm-hmm. this year. So, um, you know, we are prepared, we're preparing it in the stormwater department where I work, uh, you know, every time, uh, there's forecasted rain, uh, we have about 300 employees going out all across the city to, you know, do some road closures where in places where we know it's going to flood every single time, but also, you know, making sure that we're cleaning out storm drains. So they're not, there's not debris blocking them so the water can flow quickly and so we don't have storm drains backing up into neighborhood and flooding neighborhoods right and properties and businesses so there's a lot of work that people don't see uh that happens before during and after a storm uh but just know that the stormwater department is working very hard to get get things done uh for everybody so, Craig, tell us a little bit about the stormwater infrastructure in the city of San Diego. You know, we're always hearing about these big infrastructure projects, repairing roads, and, you know, our water flows from maybe your curbside in uh, La Mesa out to the city and then into a river and then out to the ocean. And I imagine all that stuff's been around a very long time. So, I'm just kind of curious what the status is of that infrastructure right yeah, now. Yeah. So, everybody talks, you hear a lot about the city's infrastructure woes. And, uh, you know, I believe, uh, you know the stormwater is the the number one um, uh, uh, the the biggest infrastructure deficit that the city has. It's about two point one billion dollars just for stormwater wow. infrastructure. And if you think about that, we have this complex network of uh, pipes, channels, storm drains, levees, pump stations that are all working together to manage our system, especially when it when it rains, right? Uh, and prevent uh, prevent flooding and reduce reduce the risk of flooding and to prevent pollution, right? And so and and improve water quality. Um, and so that that whole system is all about 50 to 100 years old in, wow. in a lot of cases, right? And a lot of them, a lot of the pipes, especially our pipes around the city, are beyond their useful life. Uh, they're made of uh, corrugated metal pipes. And and the, they're basically just falling apart. They're deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And if you ever see us do a pipeline replacement project and you put the new pipe next to the old pipe, the old pipe, the old pipe is just crumbling. And we're putting in a, a, a reinforced concrete pipe that's going to last for 100 years. Wow. So technology is, is advanced. And so when we can replace things and fix them up front, that's uh, super helpful. Uh, the problem is, uh, like a lot of things at the city, uh, we, there's a lot of competing priorities for infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, streets uh, get a lot of attention. Uh, everybody complains about the roads. And, and obviously, the city's doing a lot to fix roads. Um, but, and that gets a lot of attention because you can see it, right? Yep. Stormwater infrastructure, you don't really see it until it breaks, mm-hmm. right? Because it's uh, most of it's uh, hidden and underground or behind a fence somewhere. Uh, you really don't see it's it. It's like the pipes in your house, right? You don't realize there's a problem until there's yep. a problem. <laughs> yeah, until something breaks, and then then you got a big problem, right? And so, uh, so we have over a thousand pipe failures that we know about across the city. Uh, thousand, and, wow! And we don't have enough money to fix them. Uh, and the, and if uh, just to get a little budget one on one for the city, um, you know, the stormwater department only generates uh, about ten million dollars in revenue each year, um, and that and but our budget is over sixty million. So a lot of so anything for the stormwater department is taken away from parks, libraries, police, fire, other areas of the general fund budget that the city has, um, and so. 
you know, we've pushed for many years and, and you know, put a lot of information out there about the infrastructure woes that the, the city has, especially in stormwater. And so I know our, our mayor and city council are well aware of that. And I, I know they're looking at various solutions to uh, fund infrastructure. And so hoping to hear more about that soon. Um, and, you know, I, I would imagine streets and stormwater are going to be the biggest recipients of any new funding that the city would get, uh, because those are the two biggest uh, infrastructure problems that the city has. And, uh, and like I said, it's all—it's an aging, old stormwater system, and we need to replace it before those things break. Because when they break, it's twice as expensive mm-hmm. to fix it in an emergency than it is to fix it before it breaks. Right, property damage, all all kinds of uh, unintended consequences from that. And I'm curious when. There's federal and state funding for infrastructure projects. Is Think Blue going after those dollars to try to get them here locally? Yeah, and, and we actually recently uh, received a WIFI loan. It's, it's for water infrastructure projects, and uh, it's a federal loan. And so that's $733 million that will be put into stormwater projects over the next five years. We're Amazing. in year two of that right now. So a lot of the projects are uh, about ready to uh, you know break ground um, that we're working on. Uh, and But again... We have a $2.1 billion infrastructure deficit. That only covers about a third of it. Mm-hmm. So you still need have $1.4 billion that you need to fix, right? So, uh, yes, we can continue to get federal loans and, but we're, that we have to pay back, by the way, uh, over a 30-year period. So, uh, you know, we really are... The, the stormwater department and the rest of the city really needs, uh, you know, a larger, more resources uh, to do the work that we need to do. Well, thanks for being on our podcast, Craig. We love the partnership we have with Think Blue San Diego, and we look forward to continuing that for many years to come. And uh, just appreciate all you do for our beautiful city. Well, thanks for having me. And yes, we will be partners for many years to come. (laughs) 